Welcome, my friends, to Next Level Change Success, a change conversation for leaders, project and change practitioners for today and tomorrow. My name is Therese Perez of MyVirtualChangeManager.com and I'm an experienced change and project professional and people leader with many years of experience in the industry. I love business and I love the people side of business especially. So nothing lights me up more than seeing people use change management, project management and strong change leadership to engage, motivate and inspire people and ultimately transform organisations. If you've heard about change management and have no idea of what it involves, then you're in the right place. If you know about change management, but you want to take your practices to the next level, then this is where you should be. I'm going to share the stories of my experiences, interview some fantastic people, and I'm going to explore all of the challenges and opportunities that you face in organizations right now. So please join me and let's go and have some fun. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to season two, episode two today. I'm all about unpacking the change diamond of effectiveness. I talked about this last year. I really want to go through this in depth. And today I'm talking about one of the points of the diamond, which is all about design. But before I begin, I'd like to acknowledge that I am recording on Thorough Country today and pay my respects to the traditional owners and custodians on the land on which I am recording So this is a really exciting topic because a shout out to you if you are from the customer experience area, you're probably fighting a hard battle in some organizations regarding getting attention, funding, support for the customer-based conversation. It sounds crazy, I know, it sounds absolutely crazy that in this day and age, an area that focuses on customers and how they experience products and services of your organization that 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 might be an area that's up for debate but it really is in some organizations so one of the things to mention is that this point of the diamond when it comes to design is about that customer mapping it is about talking and taking design to the users of the product that you're looking to make the change with, the users of the policy, the users of the process. And in some organizations, this is a foreign concept, but there are definitely outcomes that aren't being achieved because this is a missing step. Now, if you work in technology, it could be exactly the same thing. What I would say is you really need to talk to the end user of the product and not just as a requirements gathering exercise, but also to Uh, observe how people interact with that product because oftentimes the people who are looking at it in a a black and white way of saying well this is what it does now this is what we want it to do aren't looking at actually how do the say sales operators or how does the call center people how do they interact with this product or software currently to really understand the pain points Now, this is something that some organizations who are customer-centric and who really thrive in innovation, they've got this nailed. So they really do make sure that the conversation starts with the customer and ends with the customer, no matter if that's an internal customer, so whether it's someone else in a team who uses the product or whether it's an external customer. And those who really do make targets and get good outcomes definitely are taking this approach. Now, I want to talk about the mindset um, when looking at design. So if you're thinking, 
I'm not really familiar with the, the change diamond of effectiveness. Jump onto the website, myvirtualchangemanager.com. I'll put in a, a link in this podcast description um, for you to be able to download what that looks like. It's, but essentially, I'll describe it to you. Typical change uh, processes talk about leadership, project management, change management. It's simply not enough to talk about those areas. For your outcomes to be achieved, design needs to be another element. And when I talk about project management and change management, now if you're in a small organization, of course, you're not really probably going to have people who, you know, an, an allocated project manager to your piece of work or for that matter, an allocated change person. So the, the project management concept is you need structure around how you're going to bring this change into play. And from a change perspective, you need to have a look at how this impacts people across your organization and outside of your organization to make sure that you're communicating effectively, you're engaging effectively so that you get, get the best outcome. Now, when we put design into this diamond, it's actually, it is the starting point it is almost the most important area that if you unpack it well, that you will always achieve a great outcome and sometimes an unexpected outcome. And that is also part of this whole concept of design is that you learn as you go. And oftentimes people talk about uh, the agility of organizations um, when exploring the, the CX way of kind of test pilot learn you really are looking at a mindset shift and possibly even a culture shift for design to work really well in an organization. So it's not just about being customer centric in an organization culturally, but it's also about their level of resilience and a level of ability to try things and to weigh up risk and reward insofar as you're exploring certain hypotheses. In another episode, I talked about uh, the book Think Again by Adam Grant. It's such a great book. And the reason why I like it, it certainly links into this design conversation, is it really raises the concept of hypothesis, of approaching things like a scientist. Let's just see whether, you know, if we change this feature, whether that would result in a positive response from our customers or whether by removing this feature, it would work better for them based on the data and the evidence and the way that the customers interact with the product. Now, uh, oftentimes tech companies, so the Googles, the Facebooks, um, some of the the more kind of leading edge tech um, areas certainly use this approach and they work with their users to almost evolve their product so that the consumer really drives the conversation. And I feel that more and more um, when we talk about evidence-based research and, you know, what are the trends showing that the, the more robust that can be from a CX perspective and even from a policymaking perspective or a process perspective, the better outcome you're going to get as well. So have a think about that insofar as when you look at design and you're unpacking who's involved, how's it working. Also think about the mindset in which people are approaching this whole area when it comes to big change that you're introducing because the better the mindset that you bring to the table and that senior leaders bring to the table as well as the doers the more resilient and and I feel like the more progressive the outcomes you're going to achieve will be because of the mindset that everyone approaches it with it's not a static fixed mindset it's definitely a growth mindset and the ability to learn and continue to learn and then continue to grow 
the other element of design is this concept of teaming because oftentimes when you look at design it's not just one person who sits behind a desk or a computer who essentially goes well this is what it's going to look like it's actually about how well um, you are bringing subject matter experts and users around the table to create something new the other thing in design is about how you may uh, break down borders and really look at introducing and bringing in people who may have no understanding of the subject topic but who have the ability to kind of question things or bring in different uh, ways of thinking into the conversation and I'll give you an example one time when I was in a um, strategic forum we had a lot of leaders in the business um, there we wanted to talk about how um, the interaction with customers might change or the way in which um, we provided services might change. Um, someone was going to go through almost like a bit of a requirements gathering exercise and I said, hang on a second, why don't you do this? Why don't you get everyone to bring out their smartphones, so to bring out their whether iPhone or Android, and then get them to have a look at what apps they have on their phone. And then as they're going through their apps, have them think about what apps they like to use and why they like to use them. And then, then contextualize it in that fashion and then have them say, what things would you like to see when it comes to how we communicate across in this organization? And that reframed everything. So the framing that you're putting around these discussions is quite critical. And if you're a change creator, so if you're someone who is either leading conversations like that, making decisions about how design workshops are going to be presented and how they're going to be run, make sure that you're asking those who are facilitating what's the framing you're putting around this tell me the approach that you're taking because sometimes the approach keeps people's thinking within a box and oftentimes when looking at design you want people to have a bit of freedom because you're going to have ideas and ideas and and help with requirements sure i know that from a tech perspective or from a business process perspective you may not be able to deliver on everything and once again that's part of the framing but to be able to get a good design, you do want people to think in an abstract way, in a different way, in a way that may have them relate to how they're interacting with things on a daily basis that's outside of work and how they can bring in that innovation into that design forum. Now, when talking about design and if I bring it back to, hey, you know, that's ideal state and that's exactly where everyone wants to head the other thing to mention about design is that organizations are just scratching the surface, if not even scratching the surface of this, because it's not explicit in a change process about how design happens. Oftentimes it could be, you know, people, the right decision makers aren't able to um, make decisions or aren't even given the right information to make decisions, or it could be that the right people aren't even sitting around the table. From a change perspective, oftentimes the pain point is you haven't even had the right people or even frontline users or those who would use this product from day to day at the table. And there's a major, major, major flaw. So it's kind of the easiest quick win, low hanging fruit, as they say, um, to really look at and explore. If you're a change creator, have you got the right people around the table? Now, if someone is perceived to be difficult, that is not the reason to not have them at the table. Oftentimes the most vocal people or those who are really passionate about the customer can be the most vocal and you are better off getting them at the table and giving you ideas than separating them out of the conversation because it's too hard or they're too hard to manage. 
bring them in, I say, and get a good facilitator who can utilize their wisdom because typically there is where I say, you know, there's smoke, there's fire. Typically there is some value and some nugget that that person is trying to express. They're just not expressing it well. So I would say definitely worth bringing them into the conversation from a design perspective. The other key point insofar as design is making sure that you sat with the problem uh, long enough and that the data you're exploring isn't one dimensional. I see this so often when it comes to actually solution around people related projects or change is that there's not enough triangulation of data. And when I say triangulation, it is like multiple data sources that are themed, not just one. One culture survey is not going to tell you how the organization runs. Uh, When you look and dig into things, it takes time and it is worth having the evidence and data to almost kind of create the hypothesis that you want to test before you even then head into, okay, what's happening on the ground. So really, really important that you're looking at a triangulation of data um, and data sets when uh, looking at a problem. Because oftentimes the fixes, and this is the irony of it, is that most organizations are running to fix. And they're running to fix because oftentimes in the leadership cohorts or in the senior cohorts, there is that ego which really drives, I know best, So, and I've been in the industry for so long, and I know da-da-da. So therefore, I think this is the problem and this is how we fix it. And around the tables, you can hear people jump to solution versus sit with the problem long enough. And the whole concept of uh, the CX from CX perspective is to unpack that problem, get the view of the customers and the users to see um, what those issues look like, and then create the hypothesis off the back of that and see identify opportunities and different things to test. So that whole you know checking of ego and are you jumping to a solution that actually isn't really a valid one because we're not listening well enough to what the customer is saying or that the end user is saying. You're you're assuming that when they say, this doesn't work for me, is you're thinking it's a technical issue. They're not saying that. What they're really saying is, I'm not getting my needs met. So what are the needs? How do we best meet them? What do they think about it? And then how can we put that into place? It's very much an unpacking situation and you need to have enough time to do that. And, you know, build up that, that almost like evidence base to continue to evolve. You know, you can absolutely, you know, build, test, pilot, learn, iterate, and be in that, that flow of things. But if you don't have that fundamental, you know, what's the problem we're trying to solve here as the um, North Star and as the compass point, then you will come unstuck through this process. And then, you know, when it comes to um, the, the CX piece, and the whole sitting with the problem long enough. I think when you look at design effectiveness, you don't necessarily see that until obviously you go and implement, and then you need to be robust in how you learn, capture data. You have to have a firm baseline in place, which is also part of you know knowing what the problem is um, and what those data sets are for measurement so that you can evaluate after you've delivered the change. And that's an ongoing process when it comes to design and you look at the impact on outcomes. So coming in and implementing change where I'm essentially looking at a mess and the way in which 
the uh, position of the organization is explained to me is that this is a mess um, you know, so-and-so didn't do this right and so-and-so didn't do that right and et cetera, et cetera. My whole focus is to unpack who is at the seat on the table, who, who is sitting around the table, what decisions were made, how did this get created, is this recoverable or is this something that actually needs to start from scratch again, what research was there in relation to this to understand the current situation, to know which path to take. And then obviously looking at, okay, if we're going to do this again, how do we really make sure that from a design perspective, we do it better than it was done before. And oftentimes I'm absolutely from a a change perspective, a translator, um, a bit of a Switzerland when it comes to different areas to try and look at how do we get the best outcome from a design perspective. If I can engage the right people at design from a change perspective, you absolutely get a better outcome when you go to implement because half of your work is already done for you. And that is really, really key. And that's part of that stakeholder identification. Have we got the right people? Have we got the people who are going to use the product at the table? Can't emphasize that enough. Um, That is really, really critical. So I hope that helps when looking at the point of the diamond in the diamond of change effectiveness Design, it's an element that doesn't exist in most of the models. It is an absolute must when looking at change and when looking at outcomes. If you haven't got the right people at the table, if you're not sitting with the problem statement enough, if you're not using techniques such as um, journey mapping to understand exactly how the interactions work, even when you're looking at policy development, the sitting with the people who are those who are experiencing the policy then it is how you get to operational implementation and where it gets compromised. So uh, begin with the end in mind. You want the best outcomes. So work on involving the right people, having the right areas represented and incorporating those people and their feedback into your design elements. And you will undoubtedly always achieve a better outcome as a result of that. As I mentioned, if you're a change creator, if you're in a leadership space, if you're a change manager, you will push for this. If you're a project manager, I would expect the same because it's going to either have your project succeed or fail. And as a general focus on outcomes, it's the way to go. Thanks very much for listening. I hope you're enjoying the podcasts. And remember that change matters because people matter. Come and join me over at myvirtualchangemanager.com. See all of the tools and templates that we have available for you. And we can walk this change journey together. Have a great day.